Actually, a known fact that if you decide to jump ship while you're already building an army, you go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's just that's just the truth now. Yeah. Well, welcome hell? to the Squad Games Podcast. This is your host Giacomo. Today I'm with Dakota, and we have a new guest today. His name is Adam, and he's been playing 40k for well for a while. Adam, <laughs> want to say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody. Adam, uh, what? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you are—you're you're quite the name, at least to me. <laughs> uh, the name is Adam Solis. I play 40k, as well as a number of other games and game systems outside of Games Workshop. Uh, but most people know me from the podcast, our pod, my podcast, TFG Radio, or they know me from the multiple tournaments that I help run and judge. Uh, both inside and outside of uh, frontline gaming, uh, most notably our uh, Las Vegas Open for the 40k champs. There you go. Yeah. If you want to butter somebody up? He, there, there's the man, Mr. Adam, right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll uh, he'll say no. Yeah, the, he actually scored 100 points on that game. I do like butter. <laughs> <laughs> Not margarine, just butter. Yeah. So Giacomo usually lead us with uh, with our with our opening, but I have a question for you. I'm going for it. You and Adam. Uh, what was your guys' favorite uh, TV show and your favorite movie of this year? Of this, of, uh, year. Of this year or of last year? Oh, uh, last year, I guess. 2022. 2022. Uh, <laughs> okay. TV's definitely Andor. Okay. Uh, movie? Yeesh. Um, that one's a bit more difficult. What did you like about Andor? I thought it was amazing. You know, I was watching part of it, and I would agree. Like, it was only a trailer that popped up while I was watching a YouTube video, Mm -hmm. and I was like really enthralled in the one scene that was happening. I guess he owes somebody money, and I was like, I want to know what happens after. And then the ad ended, and I was like, Oh, I guess I have to watch the show now. (laughs) Even even our boss was like, This is this is a really good show. Yeah, if you didn't know it was Star Wars, it would you would it's still good. I mean, um, it, it's just it's just it just hits a lot of, of uh, hits a lot of buttons for a lot of people. If you like like spy thrillers, uh, political like uh, polit- kind of like political intrigue, action, um, it, it it but it's all in that Star Wars th- uh, skin, I guess. Because there's there's it's funny enough the combo the comment is there's no Jedi, there's no lightsabers. Okay. Uh, I, I have so not. If, that, if that's your thing, then you're probably not going to like it. I have yeah. not seen it yet, and I I want to. So oh, it's, I'm it's really good. It's got very Andy's much looking in forward it. to it. Yeah, yeah. If if you have you haven't if you haven't seen any of the YouTube clips, there's there's a lot of like key moments and a lot of like oh damn moments in in that show. I try to keep myself spoiler free. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, How about you, G? Do you have a favorite TV show? While we think on movies, I have one. Uh, on a TV show that came out this year, you know what? There isn't. I don't think I watched any TV show all the way through. The closest I got was finishing Angels of Death, and I didn't finish it. It makes me sad because that's a very good one. That's my number two, everyone, is Angels of Death from Games Workshop. 
Uh, but my very first one would be Archive 81. It really had me on the edge of my seat the entire time, and I'm very sad that it got canceled. But um, from all the TV shows I watched, uh, it was one of my favorites because it was so different uh, than something I normally see. You know, I'll agree because uh, I watched the first episode after you told me about it, and I thought it was pretty spooky in like an analog horror sort of way where you kind of like see the history through him repairing stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was unique. You were totally right about that. Yeah. My favorite movie would be Top Gun Maverick this year. Oh, they I did the they did the absolute best of remakes, period. I think that is like the absolute gold standard of remakes now. Oh well, well, best sequel. But you're right, you're right. So sequel yeah, slash sequel, soft remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dune, Dune would be a remake. Yeah. You're right. Dune, Dune was would great be a... too. But I don't think that came out this year, right? No, I believe it was last year. It was last okay. year, yeah. Otherwise, I'd um, have to change my answer. <laughs> for, for movies, the, the, there's a few that come to mind. I really, really liked um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, yeah. I okay. really liked Top Gun Maverick, like you'd mentioned. And I liked, uh, what was that last one? The Menu. Those were the three movies I remember seeing this year and thinking they had a lot of interesting things they did with it. I would probably end up saying that everything everywhere all at once was a very simple story, but the way they've done their art direction was really nice. But I think I have to give it to Top Gun Maverick. They, they just hit everything about a sequel so well and improved on what they did on the first, some of the first movie, you know, like years ago and mm-hmm. made it relevant again. And it was just a lot of fun to watch. Um, well, Giacomo, yeah. you went, you went on and on about that smile movie. I'm surprised that's not on there. Okay, you know what? Smile is also very good. I don't know how many of you are a fan of horror movies, but that one, that was an interesting movie because it had a lot of jump scares, but they did it in a tasteful way, I guess, if that makes sense. It didn't just feel cheap. Like, I expect the jump scare. Okay. Yeah, it, I, didn't, I had no interest in seeing I thought movie. it was going to be so bad, and it was not. It was, it, I was very, very impressed at how well they did that. But it wasn't, right. I wouldn't consider it like one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. What, what What about you, Adam? Do you have a favorite movie? Um, I don't. I, I go to mainly. I I don't go to the movies as much anymore. Yeah, I get because it. a lot of a lot of movies are released on Netflix or or Amazon Prime or things mm-hmm. like that now, and they're eligible for Academy Awards. So, um, I did enjoy. I think it was Spider Man. Was the last Spider Man one this year? Can't even remember. I think that was. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I, can't, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I feel that sound. Or was it like right at the end of twenty twenty one? Oh, maybe, maybe. And then it kind of like pushed into January, if I yeah. remember right. It, it counts. It counts. It was. It was I, playing I, I liked the, uh, the everywhere, everything, all at once. That movie was good. Um, I did like Glass Onion. Oh yeah, I like Glass Onion. That one was good, but I don't think I had one that like. I liked All Quiet on the Western Front, but it's not as good as the original. So, okay. didn't even realize they had made the the remake of that. Yeah, that's the third one. They did the original was from the uh, late twenties, I believe, or early thirties, and then the uh, they did a TV movie. I think it was in the seventies, in the late seventies, and then because uh, I love the book and the and the movie, and then they made uh, this this current remake, which I wasn't. It was fine, but the ending and the the B story was kind of like shoehorned in, in my opinion. It didn't really need it, but whatever. Was that anti war movie? Anti war movie. 
Was that World War II or World War One? It's World War One. World War One. Okay. It, it was written by uh, a soldier after World War One, a German soldier. With a, and it's very bleak. <laughs> it's one way to put it, which is funny because there's another book called Storm of Steel, which almost has the opposite attitude towards the war. So comparing the two is an interesting dynamic if you ever if you ever into that um, that time period and okay curious on people's view of it. I that is another movie that piqued my interest, um, but I have not had I hadn't had the chance to get to the movies quite very much this year. So you saw the DBZ movie, or was that, that yeah that was that, last year? Was it last year? The DBZ movie was awesome. The last one, the, the Broly <laughs> one. My goodness, <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh. All right. Well, well, let's move into. Uh, we're going to be talking about boarding action today. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, get into the main topic. Absolutely, boarding action is like a mix between Kill Team, Combat Patrol, and 40K, in my opinion. So it's super exciting to see this. Uh, some one of the most uh, things I'm most excited about in general because I'm not the biggest. F- fan of where ninth is currently mm-hmm. but um this has really piqued my interest into playing 40k once again so um there's a lot of rule changes if we want to go over some of those for everyone who's listening uh for the 40k aspect and we can talk about how they kind of correlate uh a little bit with kill team so if anyone's looking into playing 40k uh from the kill team zone then this is a good thing to like learn. Uh, also, if you're looking to play kill team from the 40 K zone, uh, if you play boarding action, you'll start to understand a lot of the basics that do happen with kill team as well. Um, so all the objectives are sticky now, correct? Uh, if you're objective secured, I believe. Okay. That's very similar, very similar to certain missions in kill team as well. Yeah. And, um, that's not just space Marines, correct? That's pretty much that's any with objective secured. Yeah. That's I just, awesome. I just immediately think space Marines. The other thing that we have to, the other thing that we have to think about is, is this the test run for 10th? You know, I would, are, are I would say some yes. of these, some of these are rules. some of these possible rules that they're playing with possible rules for 10th. It could be, could be cool. It would definitely help out space Marines in general. If, uh, or mech armies, that struggle with just sitting on top of objectives all game uh, and helps them move around a little bit. Um, Because if we think about last, the last uh, edition, when I think it went from eighth to ninth or ninth uh, kill team was almost the testing ground for a lot of changes for ninth edition for certain missions and uh, how, how the game kind of worked. And then you kind of move into this, like kill team just got released with the new competitive update. And then we have, um, you know, boarding action with its own kind of competitive meta, mm-hmm. which, you know, they're trying to push their terrain out. Um, Turns there's out a lot as a marketing ploy this whole time. <laughs> Buy more into the dark terrain. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I've, I've watched a couple YouTube reviews of boarding action because we don't have the book yet, obviously. Right. Um, and it's it's fascinating because a lot of them don't think that the Into the Dark Terrain is supposed to be here to stay. But 
and that are they possibly going to get rid of this when 10th edition drops or the next edition of Kill Team? And from all I've understood from everyone I've talked to, um, Into the Dark is supposed to be sticking around for Kill Team as long as the community embraces it. Um, <clears throat> so that is something fascinating to kind of like hear and then think that maybe this does stick around into 10th edition. Uh, maybe this will just be the new combat patrol, right? Maybe it'll come out for 10th. I mean, I hope so. I mean, uh, I would agree because usually when I was playing combat patrol, I would take, all right, let me take Redemptor. I'm going to take some plasma guys, a small troop, and then like a cheap HQ. And it, yeah. was, it came down to who can kill my Redemptor. Oh, you can't? I'm going to win this game. Yeah. And I think that's the coolest thing about this is that it, it basically makes all of your guys a little bit, it, it balances the game out so much more, you know, that you don't have a fly rent running around killing things and then flying away, which they fixed. Thank goodness. Um, so for those kill teamers out there, there is a hive tyrant that could fly 17 inches, kill your guys and then fly away and hide behind stuff. Games workshop did just fact that. So that's no longer able to do that. So that's that just for kill team. No, that was it's just yeah. for all the kill team people who are uh, are just getting into the model range that Games Workshop is coming out with. They haven't quite hit Big Hammer yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, for all the kill team, I mean, all the 40k players, if you guys didn't know that that was a thing, that's something I had the biggest gripes about going to the team tournament and being like, oh, what does that do? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I haven't played in a year. <laughs> oh, that's what that does. Okay. I don't like that anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's the, the funniest thing about 40k is like if you ever take any sort of a break the entire game changes so much every yeah, three months now, now it does every six months yeah. more or less. it's it's kind of crazy you know and that's it can be refreshing uh, it can also be frustrating uh, I took when I played 40k last last two years ago in 2020 um, 2021 the at the team tournament i built a drukari army and i practiced quite a lot to go to the to the you know the team tournament or whatever and then games workshop started nerfing the entire army and i got really frustrated right because i only had one drukari army uh unlike i have fourteen thousand points of eldar so if anything changes i can just you know eldar is good again i can play whatever i want um but like when this time, even though that my army got nerfed hard once again, I think I was playing the Alpha Strike Yanari army with the bombers, and now bombers okay. aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> um, now it's very much, it, 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 it's a little bit more refreshing rather than me seeing it as wholly as a negative mm -hmm. that 40k changes so much. And I'm glad, I'm glad there's more stability in Kill Team because Kill Team, they take a very different approach than 40k kill team is very slight nudges nudging okay. their armies into more um balance uh rather than them just saying like this last one from the uh <laughs> from the arcs of omen they've just basically changed space marines entirely right um which is pretty fascinating in general but uh yeah yeah, it's it's. I mean, ever since what I think it was late eighth when they started doing the seasons, uh, it it's been, at least it's been uh something you you know that what's coming. So even if you take a break, 
you know when you come back let's say six six months or a year from now you know it's you know it's going to be different and you can kind of keep tabs on it just by seeing yeah. what's being what's being uh sold and mm-hmm. when they try to hype it up and and in regards to if we're going to see this this new way of playing in the new edition we, i can see it being as part of the rule book as a, like a small section okay yeah i could see that uh, oh like but, it's added in there and so another reason to buy a rule book i guess yeah but i don't i don't know because it it the way it sounds so far is it leans on the core rules mm-hmm. True. so i can see them not really i can see them also basically still selling the boarding action rule book separately because you're still you're still going to use the core rules whether it's ninth or tenth and as long as there's still stratagems, because you can only use the core stratagems in uh, the boarding action, at least well for now. Yeah. Um, from what we can see, I, I think it lends itself to being workable for whatever changes there are in the edition. Okay. Yeah. We all know that Games Workshop is a book company, right? So I could definitely see them <laughs> coming out with company. a border. It's a book company. <laughs> a boarding action book, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, as, even if you have all the bottles that you want, you still got to buy the books to make yes. sure you can play. <laughs> and it looks like they're going to bring out different rules over the course of the Arcs of Omen books because there's three of them. Uh-huh. So I can see them selling a boarding action book. Yeah. All, all said and done, especially in conjunction with a new edition, depending when the books are released. The Arcs of and Omen books are released. Speaking of the new books. Um, I did hear some rumors on YouTube, mostly from Chapter Master Valrec, that um, the next book in this, I think this one's called Abaddon, right? Yeah. Yep. The next one is Angron. The next one's Angron? Yeah. Um, and I think there's going to be, is that the one with Farsight and Sneakrot? Sneakrot? Um, I think that's the I rumor. I don't know. I... Yeah. It's probably going to be. I'm hoping it's the world eaters and, and Angron. If you're going to call a book Angron, so yeah, that's true. That's true. And we that's know very the third true. book is the new. Uh, I want to be a demon god guy. Okay. And then the uh, fourth, the fourth book, they they it's uh, redacted. Rum- so it's rumored probably probably the lion. That's what the rumors are. Yes, <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, when I heard the rumors that the lion was going to come out, who's a, the primate for the Dark Angels? For anyone who's listening, um, it made me want to switch my faction <laughs> from Imperial <laughs> Fists to Dark Angels because I love Daddy Dorn. He's my homie, but I don't think he's going to come back into 40k anytime. And I absolutely love the Forge World model for the lion. Okay, and I like the lion. He's probably like my favorite primark um but i'm really colorblind if if you've heard our previous podcast we have a very deep conversation about how there's no such thing as green and red flakes on on um cool ranch dorito chips which everyone says i'm wrong but i can't see them so in my world you guys are wrong but that's besides the point so i can't i can't really paint dark angels you know i mean i could follow a color recipe and probably do an airbrush but it wouldn't be like something that would probably look great because who knows i might paint them brown and have no idea <laughs> you just make them a successor chapter yeah exactly right um so the lion man i'm excited for the lion i'm not gonna lie 
Um, not going to lie at all. So, uh, yeah, that's really cool that they're going to be releasing a couple more books and adding more stuff to this boarding actions. Um, I'm very excited for that. All probably leading up to 10th, more than likely. So yeah, when we... Yeah, because the Arcs of Omen are definitely... And, and the way... And the new Arcs of Omen uh, chapter approved with the kind of do whatever you want kind of mentality is similar to when they went from seventh to eighth. Uh, yeah, that's true. For those that don't remember when they, that's when they, that's when they brought back Gilliman. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, gosh, that uh, was an exciting time. Yeah. The Yanari. Yeah. So, and, 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 and that was that, and that was more or less like not, not necessarily the end times. Like, and then uh, we had the psychic awakening, which was the end of from eighth to ninth. So this is the same type of um right the Abaddon uh, book and Gron and whatever the third one was. Yeah, this is the same pattern that they've done before, so. Yep. Come June, we'll get that we'll get that trailer 3D of some some marine plus some other enemy. And there you go, 10th <laughs> edition will drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I'm pretty excited that they're also coming out with like basically like a an appendix for every single team all coming out at once. So we don't have to wait month over month for all these things to come out and they're free. The rules for building the armies are free, right? Yes. You can get those right now on the Warhammer community. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the download section. Uh, if you're driving, don't do that. If you're sitting at home in your bed, you can look and follow along with some of the stuff that we go over. When you over. get to work, you could shirk your duties and just go do that instead. Yeah. Good. And what's, What's crazy is that I think building into the dark terrain is more labor intensive than building 500 points worth of models. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I'd have more fun making models than I would uh, making walls, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you put together your set of uh, Into the Dark? Me? Adam? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a... I'm sorry, GW. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it, really it, was, it was hard. We were working hard to get those things assembled. Yeah, it was a nightmare. GW sent sent me a set for free for being a uh, one of their TOs uh, to use at events. And um, when they sent it out really late to us, and so we spent like all night before the AVTT. Oh, wow. Uh, sanding and putting it together, making sure it would work. And then I had to spray paint it all the night before with blacks and silvers. Oh man, it was a, it was a, it was a rush. <laughs> but here <laughs> it, it is, <laughs> it's there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool terrain set, and um, I like the way it looks. So when we move on to so those kill team players, so if you're playing 40k, you already have 500 points. Um, yeah, you're probably not you're probably not like a psychomaniac of me who has 2000 points worth of troops, primaris troops and space marines and no tanks. So this is really easy for me to do. <laughs> but um you know, everyone else probably has enough point at least troops and HQ choices to make this, so it's not going to be hard for all the kill team players listening. Pretty much if you have two to three sets of your kill teams, you will be able to make this along with one additional HQ. If you look at the space marine set that GW put up, um it's the boarding patrol for space marines that they're selling it comes with an hq five heavy intercessors and 10 uh, assault intercessors and if you look at the chaos one we have abaddon five 
uh, chaos Marines and 20 cultists. Um, I want to yeah, point out right. that that was a really good move on GW's part oh, to goodness, put yeah. Abaddon in a box so that you'd buy Abaddon. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm looking at one of the other Chaos boxes I have here, and it has pretty much most of the same stuff, but not a cool HQ. So I don't know, it'll probably just sit on the table more often or like on the shelves at stores. Yeah. But this has Abaddon. So at least, hey, you can at least buy Abaddon, you know? Yeah. Like if you play the Blooded or you play Legionary, you have almost half of the force that you need probably at least a third right so it's not that much harder to jump to the next thing right and the more strategy games you play in my opinion probably the the better more well-rounded of a, of a of a player you're going to be so if you're looking to up your kill team game you know maybe play some 40k if you're looking to to upgrade your your 40k play some kill team because it's a very tactical it's very very different um but I actually might pick up this Chaos Space Marines box just because it has Abaddon, and I love the Abaddon bottle, and I just haven't wanted to buy him alone. It also helps that Abaddon now works in multiple Chaos armies, and not yeah. just Black Legion. So that's for important. now, for for like six months. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, the man has a book and boarding actions in there. If he wasn't in the box set, that would have sucked. That really would have. I also really like the new uh, Primaris Captain that they also put in there. It's not new, but. This is this noise is the blister of that captain. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Are you sad that you can't return that and then buy this box and get more? No, I already own everything else. I've had heavy intercessors built. I've had my assault intercessors. I literally have this whole box set. The only thing yeah, is this unassembled. But you could captain. have more. But I, I don't. I have another five heavy intercessors that aren't built. Okay, All right, fair enough. I have. I think I have 25 heavy intercessors. I feel like this game wants me to do themes. So I think I'm just going to go all Gravis. So I'm not even going to bring the heavy intercessors. Hell the yeah. Aggressors like the whole time. <laughs> aggressors, eradicators. Do they allow eradicators? I believe you can. Yes, you can have yeah, eradicators. And um, what was the pla- uh, what was the plasma one called? Uh, Hellblasters. No. Yeah, Hellblasters. Hell, hell, they're allowed to have hell, Hellblasters too. Yeah. Yes, so, Hellblasters. Oh, for yeah. those kill team players or noobs that are just getting into uh, 40k, aggressors are Gravis Marines that have really big guns and power fists. And then you have um, eradicators who are also in the Gravis heavy armor who have melted guns who can shoot 24 inches. And then you have, um, then you also have the uh, Hellblasters who basically have all, it's like a unit of plasma. It's crazy. There was a point where it was dominant. Those were dominant models, but they don't have staying power. They're only when they were new. It was when they were new. <laughs> people people would run like triple squads with them with uh, Gullum, yeah. and I remember those days. Yeah, usually when things are new, they're they're strong. From from for for forty k. Well, how about you guys? What kind of what kind of team would you take? Not Space Marines or Chaos, though. What would you what would you guys take? Not Chaos. I only play Chaos. All right, all right. Well, then, uh, what <laughs> Chaos would pack? Would you take? I guess I'm gonna gonna switch that up. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, funny because uh, I, I at the store I play a lot of learning games and it's usually a, usually about five hundred points and I rarely take uh, vehicles or dreadnoughts. Uh, so for Black Legion, which is what I, I mainly play, I don't even take Abaddon. The last one I took was a Chaos Sorcerer and Terminator armor. Yeah, five term, five Terminators, uh, squad of uh, five man Legionnaire squad, and then I believe it was two squads of traitor guardsmen okay which are slightly better than uh than cultists, uh, cultists. they also nice. have better weapons mm-hmm. 
Uh, and you, you can, can use the, the blooded for that. Yeah. And uh, I think I took a... I can't take it in boarding action, but I think I took a... Uh, can't remember now. I think I took a uh, obliterator, but I can just drop him and take another squad of five legionaries if I need to. That's true. And then I, I put together a Thousand Sons one, because I also have a Thousand Sons army. And that one was... If I, if I wanted all... And I... And if I wanted all rubrics, it would just be a squad of Terminators, two squad of rubrics with just bolters, and then an, then a regular sorcerer. And that's 500 points. Yeah, and see, the cool thing about this is that you can use these really cool little... So if you're a kill team player, you can get a couple more models that look really cool and still use them. Um, the, the cool thing about this for 40k is that you don't have to collect an entire army. So if no. you just like the new Imperial Guard models, you can just get 500 points of them and then run them as is, right? Mm -hmm. um, in boarding action. So it's very similar to Kill Team. In Kill Team, they're like a dime a dozen. You can literally pick up every box for like 60 bucks at this point, right? Yeah. Um, so you can have, like, I know many people who have every single Kill Team. <laughs> 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 because it's basically like they have a 2,000-point army, but they actually have just every single, all 22 Kill Teams or whatever. They're playing with the um, ally rules from 7th edition Warhammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this, it's really cool because if you are a 40k player and you want to dip your toes into Tyranids, then you can, I, I don't, don't do Tyranids. There's um, a lot of models. It's a, a lot, lot of them. Build. It's a lot. Uh, you can play Tau for once. You know, you could be the villain, you know, even though there's the supposed good guys for, you know, don't play Tau. Don't do it. Play Tau. Uh, don't play Harlequins either. Otherwise you're a clown. All right. Um, me, who I'm most excited for, there's actually three army lists that I'm super excited for. One of which, actually, there's four. One of which is I would love to to expand my my veteran guard from Kill Team. So Adam, so you know what they are. They, my my veteran guard are all from HardcoreMiniatures.com. They just reopened because they moved to Kazakhstan from Russia. So anyone that's looking to get those models, please check them out. Uh, help support we are not them. Sponsored by them by the we are not, but they they do have a couple cool models that you can uh, reach out and grab, and you can also donate to them. There's a there's one of their sculptors has a 3D file that you can uh, donate and pick up the model, and um, and all the support all those funds go to that guy who lives currently in I think Kharkiv in okay. Ukraine. So that's pretty cool, but. They have a lot of cool, marvelous orcs, quote unquote. Marvelous are basically like they're orcs, but from Marvel Universe. Incredible. They, yeah, they're amazing. They also have a really cool veteran guard team who are like Catachans, which are these are all the things I bought into. And they are all the they're all like uh, action heroes. Right. So you have like G.I. Jane, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, you have um, you have um, Chuck Norris. You have all of these guys. Right. So, um, I have like, I think I have 14 different action heroes in my veteran guard. So I would love to build out a Tanith, um, kind of faction for the Astra Militarum. I think that'd be a lot of fun. My other two would be, I would love to play the Azerani with a lot of, um, a lot of like, with like, I think 
fire dragons would be really cool in this because fire dragons have like all these melted guns that are short range and usually they suck because they can just get blown off the board but in this game you can really play kg and use the walls to your advantage because of how line of sight works so like you could use fire dragons and you could use striking scorpions howling banshees you know some um Mm -hmm. a bunch of a bunch of these guys really well the other one would be the only time that the Corsairs are actually viable in 40K. Oh my goodness, you're totally right. <laughs> the only time, because I did the calculations in order for to make them to make them legal in 40K, taking maximum elites and maximum troops troops and your one HQ, you can still only make like 1750. <laughs> so you can't even get a 2000 point army, and they're awful. Um so in this, you could probably bring a bunch of Corsairs and you can bring um, Yariel, which is the Corsairs leader, prince. the prince. Yeah. And that could be really cool. Finally, my last one and the one that I want to do probably the most would be the agents of the Imperium. I would love to bring Eisenhorn along with his little like troops and... I have a lot of stuff from W. Artel miniatures. He has mm-hmm. a lot of good uh, Eisenhorn stuff. I like all of his agents, but I like GW's Eisenhorn. Okay, they, they, did, they did a knockout job with that model. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, and then I would love to take like an assassin, and then hopefully these are Beaties who are supposed to be supposedly coming out in the next um, kill team in box. the next kill team box. Uh, I would get a bunch of our Beaties as long as they look dope. Uh, and then take, play uh, them. Take navy. You can take navy breachers with them. That's your thing, okay? The That's, breachers. I, I dislike the helmets. I, yeah, I, I also dislike the helmets. I'm uh, I'm in the process of finding new sculpts for that. We'll we'll talk more of that later. So with my breachers, I want to paint them like the um, the into the uh, the blood angels from the show, Angels of Death, okay. all black, grays, and red. I think that'd be dope. With some, with some, with some, uh, I, I was just blood thinking, angels. I was thinking you could paint them like red or green and it might just look gray to you. So you'd think, you'd think they're all gray. That, no, the colors would just blend together. Okay. I can see green. I can see red. When you put them on brown or you put them too close to each other, they become the same. Uh, how about you, G? Uh, leagues of Votan. Really? I thought you said you didn't like the leagues. I wouldn't play them for 40k. Um, I'm like iffy on kill team, but I would play them in boarding action because it feels like you just buy the set and you're like, all right, cool. I have some of the dudes in the little armor and uh, for narrative reasons, I think they're fun. All right. Yeah, that could be fun. Maybe partner them up with some Skatari so they're like on a mission collecting, uh, you know, some tech or something. That's something interesting. Adam, could you explain some of the ally rules with this because i apparently these guys can ally a little bit better right yeah and i mean it i'm apprehensive about talking about because i'm not a big fan of the ally rule in general okay uh, you don't like soup huh not not really i mean i played back in third and second more and of you a, more couldn't of a soup. Guy. well no in second you could but it was a certain <laughs> percentage um but it I don't know. It, and it causes a lot of issues, especially in being a judge with rules, interactions and things like that. Uh, currently you like can that use list? in, uh, at least Imperium, at, at least, uh, not Tau. They can ally with Tau for obvious reasons. 
You don't ally oh. with your competitor. Uh-huh. With your uh I like that take. I like that take. Yeah. Uh I think it's them. I think I think they don't ally with Chaos, Tyranids, Necrons. I'd have to double check. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know you can ally with Imperium, um, which is probably the big thing. But can the can the breachers ally with space marines? Um maybe that could be cool because breaches are agents right they count as agents of imperium they are agents of imperium i would imagine oh yeah then they can yeah and that's the thing so eight because of the way so complicated gw's worded stuff at least in in for for myself for 40k um it causes a bit of issues when you have things that don't break their factions so they still get their bonuses they still get certain things and then comes up the question, well, can your allied detachment benefit from these things? What if they're for the same chaos, especially if they uh, share certain keywords? Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of questions about the the Harlequins and the traveling players in conjunction with the Yanari and what they can do. Or, you know, with, with Abaddon and Chaos or Demons and Chaos, especially Demons and Chaos Space Marines. Yeah, I remember I at the AVTT I abused a rule that you could take Baharoth and a Yahari and a Yanari army because of like they mis misworded a few things. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's similar to 40k when you I mean to kill team when you have people arguing online about um crew hounds and if they can pick up stuff during their move actions. GW is excellent at writing rules sometimes. It makes it super clear. So <laughs> so it's interesting with the Votan, what the Votan will bring to certain armies. Okay. Because just the Votan by themselves, if you've never played against them, it's it you're gonna you're gonna get punched in the face like really quickly. So it's it's just and I don't even know I've been hearing the same things about Imper- the new Imperial Guard when that gets uh the full treatment uh, in that they're kind of the same way where they, they hit, they hit fairly, they can hit fairly hard, but with Votan, it's just constantly hitting, especially once they get the, the, at least two, two judgment tokens on a unit, just that you, and that doesn't even count the beam weapons. So even without the beam weapons, because I played against people that don't use the beam weapon, it still hurts. It's it's still Uh a lot of saves you got to make. And depending on your army, you would be fine or, or you know what? You better make lots of fives and sixes because that's all you're going to get. Especially yeah, I, with them removing Armor of Contempt and the Votan get to keep their version of Armor of Contempt. Yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's just a Void Armor or something, right? Yeah, it's their Void Armor where they, where they get Armor of Contempt and uh, no rerolls to wound, which I believe Salamander's lost. Hmm. Yeah, so what's fascinating what's the most fascinating about this this entirety uh boarding action is that uh, the army construction is very specific for mm-hmm. each army, right? In this little thing, right? You're allowed to take up to 1 HQ, up to 3 troops and up to 3 elites. Okay? And that's like more specialized versions of your troops. When you look at these each individual section like at chaos demons or chaos space marines they have rules adaptations which say like oh you're actually allowed to bring one fast attack unit but only if it's a chaos spawn yeah right so like there are small variations which makes each individual army incredibly interesting and different um 
so anyone who's wondering like how you build this in this 500 point and how you can't take like tanks and stuff right um that is pretty much how you would do it yeah yeah it's 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 interesting because it's um because you only have 500 points so it's, you, you can't get a lot to begin with and if you if you think about if you think about how that game's supposed to be played the boarding actions you're obviously not gonna try to squeeze in a giant redemptive dreadnought into the little launch Always. tube or whatever that that yeah. you know th- there's very narrative it seems very narrative in, in what they allow and why they allow it agreed so. so what do you think about the competitive aspect of this i know that you just said that you think it's pretty narrative and i think that's the general consensus but yeah. i i have a very i have a different opinion um i think I can see much like the, the you have the competitive side of kill team. I can I can see there being it's ba- like like we mentioned earlier. It's more or less combat patrol, but with a much more defined and and fairly narrow definition of the terrain. Yeah. So if you and we've in the past we've had combat patrol tournaments at at major events. So I can see that becoming a thing. Um, it, with anything, it just needs someone to champion it either locally or on a larger or on a larger scale to get people excited about it. Um, whether it's a store champion, someone at a at a like like a kicker who runs our events for Frontline. If mm-hmm. you have if you have someone that's willing to run a game, he'll he'll try to find room for it at an event. So if there's yeah. someone that wants to run a boarding actions tournament, you could pro- you probably can. You just need to to be able to get get enough support so that you can get players into the door and terrain. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes, one thing. Well, that's why they sell that giant box of terrain. <laughs> exactly. This is actually one thing that uh, I was thinking about doing was possibly running boarding action at the next LVO. If, if it's a thing, you never know what 10th edition is going to do. Right. Um, and also shatter point when that comes out, that's something that me and Giacomo are both very interested in. Pretty excited to jump in on that. Yeah, me yeah. Too. and we are doing a. Speaking of championing, championing, championing a game, we are running a boarding action tournament at Gameology in Pasadena on June third. So, if anyone is interested and actually wants to come out and play, uh, that should give us enough time to get all the terrain together, get it built and painted. Um, between, we're getting a lot of uh, plastic GW uh, terrain, and we're also going to be. I just, I am dropping an MDF version of this as well. So this should be relatively easy for us to run uh, boarding action and into the dark tournaments here coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys are interested and you're in the California area or surrounding areas, feel on, feel free to uh, reach out. It should be a lot of fun. So my, my reason why I think this is probably the most competitive form of combat patrol that there's ever been is because now there's actually there's actually more rules rather than just this is 40k at 500 points right Right. since since there's more restrictions and you don't you don't have that problem with redemptors or like hey i brought a wraith lord you know (laughs) um do you have a strength seven weapon no okay you know like yeah eat it uh, hey, I brought Abaddon. Do you have anything that can deal with that? No, dude. I just brought a bunch of Tau Fire Warriors. You know, like 
Um, well, no, that's still a thing because I have it on. It is a thing. Game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you know, like this actually has rules and restrictions in order it seems intentionally to make it more of a viable game and it looks like there was there was actually thought put into this into this version of combat patrol compared to what was done with combat patrol right, when they originally. just said here's 500 point level of combat patrol games and that's originally it. games workshop was like hey we want to sell these boxes of 500 points <laughs> here's right. a version of the game called combat patrol that you can just buy and start playing now they actually have a reason to build and play in a very specific game mode that is like you can't i mean you could still play normal combat patrol with tanks and stuff or lead into 40k but there seems to be an intent that there wasn't beforehand and that's why i am very optimistic about this uh, general rules and also you don't have to deal with those flyrants. You don't have to deal with with um, some of those really crazy things. Like a lot of Kill Team players hear about how broken 40K is and how unbalanced the game is compared to Kill Team. Um, a lot of people hear that and how the rules have to continually change and update because all these these rules keep getting more you know, up, updated. You know, So it's very interesting to see 40K kind of rolled backwards closer to kill team that seems to be possibly more balanced now there could be something like i just took a bunch of flash kits and it's broken in this mode i mean we don't know yet it hasn't even released yet right but for now uh it seems to be extremely interesting um well yeah and there's also the minimum squad requirements and things if you have a squad that's bigger than this they got to be split in half so you can't just have these big waves yeah What was most interesting to me, the most interesting like way to play the game would have been the Adeptus Custodes because they're allowed to bring a three uh, Alarius Custodians and you can split them up into models of one. And with objectives being sticky in this one, you know, you could have three Terminators. I don't even know how many points they are, but you could have three Terminators go up and just grab different things. I mean, yep, tap they're the board basically and then run around. They're li- they're little superheroes. They're little supermans. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this this is a game about close combat because you will engage so fast that if you're building a list, you should definitely consider bringing some sort of unit that can fight. Yeah. What's fascinating though is how you how how to charge and how to go around these doors. Like, uh, like you have in order to charge, you have to go. So this is kill team. This part is kill team, Adam. So if you don't okay. know, in 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 forty in kill team these walls do the exact same thing. They block all line of sight. So you can't forward deploy. You can't move through them. You can't do any of these types of things, except for there's a, a Navy breachers guy has this, like has a welding saw that can cut through mm-hmm. and make his own door, but that's it. Um, but ores don't go through it. Stuff like that. Don't go through it. So this is very kill team in that aspect of how this terrain functions. So, it's interesting as well that it, it costs in kill team, it costs a single model an action to move up and open a door. And in 40 K they have a very similar process where at the end of a movement phase, the at the end of the movement phase. So how 40 K works is it goes alternating teams, right? So one player goes his entire army. Then the next player does his entire army. So you can move up and position your five models enough so that you can, at the end of their movement activation, they can open a door 
from what I understand. And then the next army, the next guys can move through that door if you set it up correctly. Um, so at least that's how I understand this rules. I may be wrong, but I, again, I don't have the book, but originally that's very interesting that it works very similarly in kill team. And in fact, a lot of these things are like, if you have a squad of 10, you have to break them down into squads of five. So almost, it's almost like you're playing with the same amount of activations mm-hmm. per side as kill team, but you just have more models. So, um, in, in fact, you actually might have less activations because if we go back and we look at that space Marine one, you're going to have two squads of five assault intercessors, one squad of heavy intercessors and one primaris captain so you have one two three four activations in one team which is two less than you would technically in kill team um so ultimately this game sees like it's going to be played just as fast if not faster than kill team because it's 40k is way more killy uh yeah (laughs) speaking of killy you can only kill what you can see that that mostly applies to shooting that's a that was something that Legion did, and it was something that I believe 40k used to do. I think in fifth or sixth. It, that it, sounds it depends. Right. It used to be, yeah, you couldn't. See, it, currently, you can see through your own troops, but not your your opponent's troops. Uh, there have been previous editions where you couldn't see through your own troops, um, or the other editions there was, you you had to shoot at the closest target unless you were shooting at a monster or vehicle. Or you passed, I think it was a leadership test. And you had to kill the closest model back in the day. There was like a yeah, whole you thing pulled of that. Yeah, you, you pulled from the closest model to the firing unit. That was in seventh. Um, that was seventh, yeah. You know, th- things of that nature. But yeah, in boarding action, it looks like, yeah, you can only kill what you can see, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like like you mentioned before, Dakota, it's it might be something we might be seeing in tenth. Yeah, we could. I mean, GW's had these rules in effect in 40K before. Maybe they're going back to true line of sight. Like, if you can't see a model, then it then it can't die. Or maybe just a, uh, like the torso instead of just like the little gun that's poking out. Right, exactly. True. Because I think that's one of the uh, um, negative feedbacks of these two additions that if you could see any part of a unit, they were allowed to be shot. Yeah. I know that's one thing that I kind of had gripes about especially going like taking a long break and then coming back and then just it was kill team is very similar if you can see any sort of a model from your model's head then you're allowed to shoot it but it's it's harder to hide a group of 10 or 20 models than it is to position a single singular model behind one big wall you know what i mean um it'd be very fascinating to see where they take this in if any of these rules do go into 10 I would be okay with it. To be, I mean, I, yeah. we've we've played it before in past editions. Yeah, it, it it it's all up in the air. I mean, most of us don't know. Um, a lot of times they'll also borrow from their other game system, whether it's Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. now or Fantasy Battle in the past. Yeah. So, so we'll have to see what they decide to do. There's a lot of rumors floating around about tenth edition, but. There's nothing concrete so far, and technically, yeah. technically, they haven't even announced it yet. So, yeah, I think the only thing that I've heard, like a rumor that I can like objectively say that I think is probably correct, is that they're going to re- be redoing all the armies and appendixes. Um, but if I don't even know if that's true or not, uh, I've that's heard just that, but I don't, 
they just did it recently. I don't think they're gonna. The only the only time they've done it and they've done it twice was when they did a completely complete overhaul of the system. Yeah, okay. And ninth, and ninth to the tenth is not that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least in my opinion, I I think it's more of a tweak, just like from eighth to ninth. Yeah. yeah. From a from a core rules perspective, I think the rules are still fine. They play yeah. well. Yeah. So there's what, no no reason to break it down. Here's a question: What would you guys like to see in tenth edition? Like, if you had a wish list. I have a couple of small things, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, um, alternating activations. You're not going to see. That. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. I wish. <laughs> Yo, I, I've been I playing go, bolt action go. for years. It works I, well. Hey, a third alternating activations would be dope. I'm fine with third too. Yeah, I'm fine with and third. like. Like, like they could be like, "Hey guys, here's some tokens. Did you put you put these three tokens on? The, uh, you put this number ones next to all these guys. Number twos against all these guys, and three, and that's how it acts. You know what I mean? Legion you made it work. It works yeah, well. But yeah, I, I also agree. I don't think it's going to happen. That would be nice. Um, trying to think of a change. Me, I would like to see. I would like to see each faction fall back to like six. Uh, tac ops or whatever they what are they called? Oh, maybe in 40k. Oh, um, tac, uh, strategies. Um, strategies. <laughs> yeah. like, I would love to see 40k fall back to like six stratagems oh. each army. I think that would be a really it, it works for it works for kill team, and then you can make those super I like unique to each army. Like well, Eldar could have fire and fade, and they could yeah. have unparalleled mastery. They could have this and this and this, but you don't need like. Like some of the things that they have is just every army gets it. You I know, mean, it, it, it works for heresy. Heresy has the reaction mechanic and that's basically stratagems. Oh. Can you explain that? So what it is, is you're given, I believe it's two tokens a turn and okay. you spend a token to do a, a reaction. And there's a, a set of generic reactions like overwatch uh, counter charge. I think there's a couple more. And then each Legion has their own specific bespoke, reaction like sons of horus which is what i play is if a unit shoots at me i basically oh, shoot back at them you're a bad guy and you're like a if, real bad guy <laughs> and like world leaders have one where if they're shot at they can use a reaction to charge that unit nice oh wow okay so and you can only use you can only spend one once one per i think i want to say phase but you only have like two tokens to spend okay is that per turn I believe, yeah, that's per turn. I like that a lot. That's a really cool mechanic. So it it really pairs down. It's like the opposite. It's like the opposite extreme of what we have right now. Okay. So you're limited to, I think it's like six generic reactions and then one per one for your army. I can see that being like some unique things. Yeah. I can, I I can hope they do something like that. (laughs) Yeah. I, that something has to change on that aspect. In my opinion, and also, in my opinion, I think that the the scaling for weapon damage has gone bonkers. Oh yeah, tanks like uh... not well. Hey, n- unless you're playing like OG Hammerhead, right, where you can just like one shot uh, or two shot. But uh, I, I a mean, Wraith in, Knight. I mean, in the terms of like <laughs> bodies, you know, like I could have possessed get buffed and be stronger than a tank in terms yeah. of wounds and like yeah. durability. Like that never made Agreed. sense to me. I well, here's. I, I kind of wish armor armor was back. To be honest, yeah, I, me too. I could, I could live with armor. We I were could. just talking about that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll uh, jump we'll, to a different tangent in a second. Yeah, um, the the other thing that I think is good 
Okay, let's just jump to it now. Screw it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would love for armor to come back uh, and the glancing hits and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I disliked when a tank could get shot, blown up in one hit, but maybe like, maybe they take like, they still have wound characteristics, you know, but like each time they get injured, something happens like they bring back a mobilization or they bring back like one of your, one of your weapons gets destroyed or something like that. Uh, well, like the old yeah. injured characteristic rather than just, you can't move very far. Well, I don't mind. I don't mind the wound thing. I can, I, I just wish they would, I don't need every weapon capable of hurting a tank. Agreed. Agreed. I think if strength six and higher, because I look at Imperial Fist, they they had their thing changed to strength seven. And so to me, that became, that's the standard of weapon strength that can punch through a tank. So I think, I think it should be four for light vehicles. Like I think that a bolter round should be able to kill. That's right. Possibly kill a, like a, a Raider, a Raider. Yeah. A Raider from Drew card. That's right. Cause you were talking about how you wanted to have like classes of vehicles, which I could agree with. I think there could yeah. be light. There could be medium and heavy. Yeah. Agreed. But could a bolter round kill a land Raider? Uh, Not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. Like then that I, land Raider would suck. Like why would you have it on your team? You know, it, it would certainly improve the, the uh, survivability, survivability of uh, a lot of vehicles. Yeah, unless and I think another thing they need to get rid of, they need to do something about, which is awful, is this mortal wounds craziness. Firstly, <laughs> firstly they have like they have the rail gun that's like this gun can do twelve mortal wounds if it hits you. What? Mm-hmm. Firstly, what? Yeah. Um, secondly, the fact that mortal wounds became so crazy that they then had to give saves versus mortal wounds, and then they had to make creatures who could only take a maximum amount of damage per turn because because weapons were becoming too crazy and they couldn't figure out a way because they wrote themselves into a corner because they were like any monster that has more than 10 wounds could get shot right so yeah. they're like so they're like oh so they we wrote ourselves into a corner so bellacor i forget who it is the can only Gazgul take gazgul the, the the Cetan. yeah the like they can only take three wounds per phase right so unless if you're a three phase army so for kill team what that means is in in 40k there's three phases that you can do damage you can do damage on in assault which is uh when you charge and do close combat you can do in shooting not in this order in fact i'm going backwards and then there's psychic right in psychic you can do like smite you can do your spells and stuff like that and in Um, and in a in a random phase of your sisters because you can do mortal wounds have that uh, yeah they have that they have that thing some flyers (laughs) Yeah. So, so it's crazy because like, unless you're a three phase army, the Satan are just like really, really strong. But yeah. if you're like Eldar or a three phase army, like they're, they're, they're a lot weaker, but like the fact that they had to go to that aspect just to deal with these mortal wounds, I'm not trying to hate on 40 K. It's just, these are the things that I would like to be see to, to, to reel back. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't, it's it's hard. Like like I had like I had a game with uh, it was, I had Abaddon and some guys against uh, uh, Votan, and we just played like just kill everything. It was just a whatever game, uh-huh. and I everybody died in my army except for Abaddon, but Ab- Abaddon ended up killing basically everything in my opponent's army except for like his three big tanks because because of the wound cap. Mm. Yeah, and then he can regenerate uh, health if I remember right. He can, but I didn't need to because I worked it. I worked it in such a way 
that I would kill something on my turn, consolidate into something of his, <laughs> kill and then kill that thing in, <laughs> and kill that squad in his turn, and then charge something else. <laughs> so I was oh, able awesome. to, to munch through all his characters, all his squads, and all he had left were his three tanks. And I saw Abaddon. He only had like one move left, so he would have died to the one to the tanks. But because he didn't have anything that could do. Uh, damage in three phases because I was able to nullify his psychic with the because Abaddon has Mark of Corn, so I can use the uh, stratagem that lets me deny on a four plus. Yep. Then he was very limited in when how much he could do to to Abaddon. So it was yeah. It was just... Yeah, I think I actually like the rule where certain models can only take certain amount of damage every turn. I think it's more along the lines of having issues with the mortal wounds and how many mortal wounds you could dish out per turn. For instance, like when I, when I came back to 40 K, I was looking at different competitive lists for Eldar out there and there weren't very many craft worlds. Cause my favorite way to play craft worlds is to play Eldred avatar and not care because those are my two favorite models. <laughs> um, but I saw one that, that gained my attention and it was the Yanari alpha strike turn one, Every every game that I went first, I won. Okay, so that tells you what it is. Uh, you you throw up two bombers and you do between like six and twenty four mortal wounds, and then you have these barrage weapons that can do a bunch of damage. You have Haroth, who shouldn't be in the army but is in the army because of bad rules writing, doing a bunch of stuff, and you have all this kind of stuff that can really put the hurt on at the very beginning of the turn. And as long as you do it correctly and you do enough damage, they don't have enough to hurt you as much back. Now, if you go second and a lot of your army die, cause you're so weak early, you know, but I mean, the fact that I had to cheese my way into like victories with, with, mm-hmm. with just doing as many mortal wounds as possible, it felt really fun for me. Cause I was feeling a real feel bad army, but I could tell every person I beat, I tried to let them have fun, but they were like, what, what is this now? This is not fun. You know what I mean? If you um, could alternate turns, you might not have been able to alpha as hard. Just saying. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is very true. Um, so I think that the mortal wounds became an issue and I'm not sure when that became an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, when, Armies like Thousand Suns and Grey Knights could do could dish out mortal wounds like it was nothing. That, but aren't they bad? That plus Tyranids when Tyranids first came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's that it's cooks. just one of those like this is supposed to be a very special ability and now it's more common amongst certain armies. Like okay. that that's what makes mortal wounds so strong. Got it. But that's another reason why I'm super excited about tenth edition, is because I hope I think it got I thought I think ninth edition got better from eighth edition. Um I just think that they took way too long to release each codex. But yeah. I hope that once again tenth edition builds upon the success that ninth had and takes a lot of the rules blowed out. Because I tell you what, um if you guys are training to to be kill team players and competitive kill team players, go ahead and go play some 40k tournaments. Because not only do you have only three games to worry about, but your three-game day is longer than a four-game kill team day. You have to memorize way more rules currently in this ninth edition. And yeah. it there's so much rules and 
mental load, depending on your army. Like, if you play Space Marines, Terminators, and that's it, like the Deathwing, your mental, your cognitive load is very low. So you can just hear, have beers and run around and have fun. But if you're going to play, like, who's a really difficult army right now? Um, I know Eldar's pretty difficult. Um, uh, Me- Mechanicus is, but people don't play that anymore. No, yeah, they're still, yeah. Oh, my God, Mechanicus. They're not great. Bro, there was was some stuff in Mechanicus where it was, like, their first two pages of the rule book was, like, like all of their canticles and stuff was, like, more information that I could cognitively (laughs) just understand. So this guy was like, listen, this is what happens when I activate this. All my guys get two-plus cover saves. This happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens. And I'm like, okay, can you just, like tell me if I can shoot you or not. Because- yeah, if you got to bring a little notebook. I remember going to this tournament up in Stockton and this guy brought a notebook so that he could play Admech and was reading off like what he had to do. I thought, all right, this is not something I would enjoy doing. It's an, it's no longer a game about just playing with my plastic toys, my little soldiers that I painted up. It's hey, now the- it's now school and homework. You're like, I don't want hey- that. Hey, hey! The guys who play the, the the Bionic Boys have little computer chips in their brains, so they can they can more easily access all this information. I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he you know he jumped ship before he was playing um, Harlequins because they were dominant for a while. Yeah, and yeah. Th- that was another thing of like rules and different parts. So again, it was this notebook. You got notebooks. Uh, I think the game stops getting fun, but that's that's for me. Do you, what, what do you guys think are going to be coming out in the upcoming uh, boarding act? boarding action releases do you think there's going to be more more rules for each faction or something well they already put out the rules on how to build your army anyway mm-hmm. so it might be some of that it's just special okay. mission well more missions probably rules for the armies in the book which i think they mentioned but they said as a courtesy they were going to put them all out now awesome and there might be yeah. faction-specific uh, missions also. I wouldn't be surprised. This, this is something I'm very happy Games Workshop does because it doesn't force you to buy. This is one of their my more favorite practices that they've moved to on certain things that they release for free. I think it's uh, very healthy for the community. A very big fan. Yeah, the free rules is kind of becoming the normal amongst a lot on of games. On some I'm things, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't mind owning the real book, though. But, you know, if I had the option to not have to, so at least I can start playing the game and it's not because that's, that's like an entryway. And if you're blocking that by not owning the book, you can't really play it. And then you're like, oh, it sucks. Because let's say you can't find it because it's just unavailable. Yeah, at least it's not bad. It, I mean, Games Workshop is nowhere near as bad. Actually, they are. I was going to say as bad as the uh, the new open gaming license that is being <laughs> floated around by Wizards of the Coast, possibly. And I was like, wait, actually, GW is that bad. <laughs> Let me walk that back. Yeah, the, <laughs> Let me walk that back. They got their, that's that's another issue for another episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think uh, I, I we're going to get the rules. I I don't know. Now that we talk about it, I don't know if they're going to put the the final rules, the compilation of the rules, I guess, as a free download, or if they're going to just sell another booklet. That would be cool. I think. I think after all of the books release, if they dropped one more book, because I would even be okay with um, a boarding action book. Yeah. Buying yeah, a boarding like action book with, that, I'd be fine with, with that. like if, what if, what if boarding action doesn't go to 10th? What if it stays in ninth or becomes its own thing? 
yeah, I mean, they GW has been doing that a lot more often than we would like to say. For instance, our first glimpse of it was when Kill Team became its own game. In fact, it just became like Warcry 2.0, no matter what somebody says. <laughs> but um, essentially, like what they have been doing was making these smaller game adaptations and having a lot of different games. Like AOS is a different game. Mm-hmm. Kill Team is different. Warcry is now different. 40K and Horus Heresies. Horus Heresies like 7.5, right? Uh, yeah. 7.75? 7.75, yeah. <laughs> Which is why I, I, I think I miss Armor by you. Because <laughs> it's, still, it's still there in that one. Which is fine. It's supposed to be a different game. It saves a lot yeah. of time because then I don't, I don't have to worry about somebody shooting his bolt pistols at, at my Lehman Run. At my, right, uh, like, take the shot. You may as well. Yeah. At my Land Raider thinking it's he like might it's, do a wound. It's like, you're not going to yeah. do anything. All right, I'm just going to skip that. I'm not going to waste my time. Sweet. Yeah. Exactly. It would speed up the game, too, so much, yeah. drastically. I'm okay with doing the different levels of vehicle and then what weapons can damage those. Agreed. So that, and that, that, that could also it could also add a lot more variation. Go back to the... the uh, well, you have to take a, a well-rounded army. It was essentially 9 through 14, right? Back in the day? Or was it 8 through 14? For uh, the armor values? Yeah, for armor values. Uh, it went as low as seven. Yeah, you could have okay, a you're right. Yeah, that was like um, Sentinels were seven. And Talos's were seven too, right? I yeah, believe. Pretty, pretty much like light, light vehicles, no, they light had, walkers. Or were they always toughness? Back in third, I'm trying to remember. No, I think they were always no, toughness. No, they had armor values back okay. then. I think they were toughness seven, from what I remember, because uh, Wraith Lords had toughness eight. And I, yeah. I, I remember loving that because... Back in the day, when you had a certain toughness value, you could always say like, "Oh, that bolter round would never hurt a wraith lord," so I don't have to necessarily worry that the bolters. Are... I'd have to worry about the missile launcher in there yeah. or the the power fist, but not the other thing. That's another thing that I miss from old editions is having the the maxed the max damage count. Because even even if you got rid of armor values and you just brought that one rule back shooting wise the charge for shooting mm-hmm. if it was more than double yeah double or more you couldn't hurt it anymore i feel like that could also bring back some viability to to uh, toughness once again even if like you know a land raider is like oh toughness nine or toughness 10 yeah, so right. you have to have at least a strength a strength five to hurt it I, you I know think what instead I mean? of a chart maybe you just have a rule on the let's say the list or on the, the data sheet whatever it's called and it'll just say can only be wounded by weapons of strength this and higher, and that's it. Because not True. everything's going to have this, you know. For the most part, everything can be wounded by everything, except for yeah, from vehicles. The chart back in the day was essentially, if you had double the toughness, it was a two to wound. If you had more than the toughness, like the strength was more than the toughness, it was a three to wound. If it equaled, it was a four. Uh, if it was less than, it was a five. And I think double. You I mean, couldn't do it if, if you think about Eighth Edition, for the, for the most part, that's kind of what they kept. Yeah. Um. So I I could see why they got rid of that chart because you don't really need it. What you really needed for is vehicles. That's vehicles are still True. in question. Like, why are they not? Why do vehicles suck? You know, why can't? Because they the, suck. They suck in the Ukrainian war. It's it's on it. Yeah, but this is this is my space soldiers. You know, my space knights. True. Like, True. Fantasy about tanks and stuff, you know. It's agreed. Yeah. Oh, there was a word for it. Um, back in the col- colonizing days, they used to have posters where it was like glorious to go to war and stuff. You know, before World War One, propaganda. Decided, 
yeah, propaganda like that. But there was like an actual thing they had, and I remember reading about it. Uh, in fact, here's here's a great example. You know the, you know the um, Crimson Fist picture where it's all of them on a on a mountain. And you see, uh, I think the the name's Commander Draken, and he has his fist up in the air, and you see all the the guys yeah. shooting their bolters. Uh-huh. And like, and it's kind of like done in a very artistic style. That was what they did back then, but they did it with uh, during the colonization time. Like the British did that, and that was kind of like the image of wow, you know, like go travel to new places, like see new things, <laughs> and who's going to war? But it was not as deadly because World War One, you know, didn't start having all these weapons that were causing shell shock and like really ending lives. That's true. So well, like, that's, that's kind of what think... Warhammer is. You're living this glory of war, and it's. Because uh-huh. it's plastic. We're not actually getting shot by shells here. That is true. So I want my fantasy true. tanks, you know? <laughs> Pretty sure World War I had the, had the introductions of, of, uh, yeah. of gases. Yeah, some of the most horrific things happened in World War I. <laughs> and flamers. It was literally <laughs> terrifying. Really, we're just playing World War I in space. We've, a little no, bit before we, World War I. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, what we should be doing, we should be creating a Reddit petition to bring back armor values on tanks. Now, I don't think that's going to work because I'm pretty sure they probably already have 10th edition rules yeah. printed. And they're playtesting <laughs> them and they're going like, all right, is this going to work? Hopefully they were, they had foresight and were like, how do we make this better? You know, because it does, yeah. it does suck to just like feel the tank and know that they can have five bodies be stronger than a tank. Do you think that the, you just bought an executioner and you used it at the uh, yes. team tournament? Yes, that was a birthday gift. And I, Shout out to the homie BK. Um, yes, I finished it, and I was playing, and it was fine. But the thing was, it totally just got shot out of existence. Like, there do you was... think it's going to be better now that it's dropped in points? Hell yeah, it's only two hundred and fifty points. What was it? Three hundred something plus everything I had to add on. <laughs> now it's two fifty with everything. It's yeah, awesome right. now. Okay, all right. And I'm gonna, I'm going to field that guy with my dreadnoughts because I like well-rounded armies. It looks good on the table. It does. It makes me how go about, like, damn, I did a good job. How about you, how about you Adam? Did you like the newest um, points update in Data Slate? Uh, Abaddon went up 50. That's a no. Terminators <laughs> went up three, and the Marcus and Nesh went up, I believe, five. So that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> still using Abaddon. I'll probably still use Terminators. I don't take the Marcus and Nesh with my Terminators, actually. I take Mark and Nurgle. So okay. that, that's a wash, but uh it's it is what it is abaddon's really good so (laughs) yeah he's he's good that you got to take him wasn't wasn't uh the the issue with the fabius bio list that one got hit hard that yeah that one is now what the uh uh primaris ancient does where you get to fight again on a four plus okay yeah our buddy lucas who is number shout out to lucas he's a number one in hobby track for the sisters this year. Um, yeah, we, we had him at the team tournament on our team and I think he won every single game. And then he played against that list that took him by surprise <laughs> because he was playing sisters and he would like run in and like kill people with his, his sisters of repentia. Yes. And then they would f- strike back on death and kill all his models. <laughs> and he was like, well, shit, this is not going well. And it was, it was, it was yeah. funny. It was funny because like he's one that like we 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 depended on him to win every <laughs> him game. And Melty, you know? Him and Melty were yeah, like, you guys are gonna we, take this for us. Because we were awful, right? The rest of us. I'm literally um, playing Imperial Fist here. You know? I got <laughs> I got nothing. And Imperial Guard, right? Nafla. Nafla's um, playing guard, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, and then like we did end up winning that round because I crushed, um, the Harlequin so bad because I did all my mortal wounds and I popped like four of his tanks and killed like three or four of his full troops of actual Harlequins. Dang, wow. feels bad. He had two models left and he almost killed my entire army with two models. Okay. Broken. <laughs> Harlequins are busted. Okay. The fact that I almost lost that game because he had two HQ units is insane. Um, actually I beat him pretty well, but the fact that he almost killed all the rest of my non HQ models, like I don't think he would have killed um, the Yin, the Yin Karn or anything, which is like an avatar of death. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we brought that one home on the one that he lost versus that specific chaos. Yeah, we army. came in third place in Renaissance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did, what did, um, what other faction of chaos do you play? I know you said you play thousand sons and, Abaddon is it do you play Abaddon because he is like his new model so dope or did you play him I play I play Black Legion okay so you own the old Abaddon who was like with his little hand and his arm coming out like old school I I remember that I remember that model I have that model uh I played Black Legion for like 30 years hell uh, yeah okay this guy this guy in the afterlife he's going to whatever he wants because he's (laughs) going to the war but I, but when back when uh, Chaos still only had one wound, I played Thousand Sons. Okay, uh, oh, I pivoted to Thousand Sons because they at I'm least kidding. got their second wound first. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. That's right. All like the the And then I also ones. I also have a, a Death Guard army because I have a, I built a Terminus S list, which is no longer valid. So, gotta love that. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's, yeah, yeah. The um. Okay, that's fascinating. Do you are you excited about Angron? Are you gonna be, possibly start picking up some uh, some corn and stuff too and play them? Yeah, I recently bought the Red Butchers from Forge World. So I was I wondered why they didn't get a model like Red Butchers themselves. I was thinking I like, know. oh, I don't know. I thought they'd get like special Terminators. Everyone else got them. Yeah, so. I bet you when when uh, Emperor's children get their book, they'll have special Terminators. Yeah, <laughs> so I wanted to see some armless Terminators here, just like really buff dudes, you know? Yeah. It, so do you? Do I do you plan, plan. I do plan. I, at this point, I already have. I have both Thousand Sons and Death Guard, and I have both Primarchs for both of them. So I may as well. Oh, nice. Keep you that going. And as soon as Slanesh drops, you know you got to get that. Yep. Got to get that man. So do you like Horus Heresy or 40k more right now? Um. Well, the Heresy is what drew me into 40k because I played the okay. original uh, Adeptus Titanicus. Okay. And then the epic space brain, and that was all about the heresy. So yeah, are you excited that the rumors surrounding epic is that it's going to be Horus Heresy again? I am. Yes. Well, I've heard that they're supposed to be in the same scale as Adeptus Titanicus. That's so eight, that's eight millimeter. Um, okay. The it's funny because the six millimeter vehicles actually look like a good scale. For oh, interesting. Titanicus, but. I'll, I don't care. I'll take new models any day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm no, I don't mind eight millimeter. At least it'll blend with all the stuff you've used for Titanicus. You know, yeah, so two it's... two models can be used again. And the terrain and all that kind of stuff for Titanicus. And you have the flyers too. They can also be uh, retroactively added yeah. in as well. Because I yeah, believe yeah, they're Aeronautica. the same scale. They're the same scale yeah, from Aeronautica. Yeah, that's super exciting because um, I want to get into Horus Heresy. It's just finding the time to do it. Yeah, uh, I want I want to play Dark Angels. I just, um, I just love miniatures, man. Let me get even smaller miniatures. That's fine. They're, easy, yeah, be they're easier to paint because it's just black. They're, they're all faster, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, my other question is, would you be interested in playing some kill teams, some legionaries? They're really good right now. Um, they're very good right now. I played a couple times with the Thousand Sons. Okay. But, they're a very difficult team. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, they're a very difficult team. Gotta, gotta the, try them legionaires. The legionnaires are so much easier and they have so much less of a cognitive load mm-hmm. um, playing kill team that you can focus on playing the game rather than f- remembering what all your psychic powers do. Right. So, so if you end up wanting to play kill team or play kill team or whatever, you know, like uh, I suggest playing your legionaries because ultimately like that's what you like mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're good. They're super good. <laughs> I'll have to take a look. Well, Mr. Adam, you got uh, thank you for joining us. You got any no, pluggables? No what what is uh, what is your podcast again? Uh it's called TFG Radio. It is we do it about every two weeks. The last episode was last Thursday at the time of okay. this recording recording. Um it's what did you guys talk about? Uh <laughs> we talked about the LVO announcement. Uh because for those that don't know, uh myself and two of the other hosts are LVO judges. Oh, so if you ever want to know about the latest for either LVO or any of the other frontline events, because I'm usually judging the other events, <laughs> uh, just give it a listen. If you just general 40K stuff uh, and just other stuff that comes to mind, it is a uh, adult. It's not for children. There's a few curse words, things of that nature. So. If you're se- if you're sensitive to language, you may not want to listen or just PG thirteen. They drop PG-13. they drop an f bomb or an s bomb. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you've been warned, but yeah. So, so yeah, every we'll every few weeks. So yeah, that's it's funny because I'm the I'm the LVO guy for Kill Team. So we have, and so is Giacomo. We have three judges on this podcast too. There for you LVO. go. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> Well, th- again, thank you for coming on. Hopefully, we'll get you on again in the future. Talk yeah. more 40K, other maybe, you know, other games do you want to talk about? I play a lot of games. <laughs> but real quick, what what are your top three favorite games that aren't 40K or Horse That Air aren't Air? 40K? It or depends, because right now I'm going through a bunch of them. I have, uh, it's mostly historicals. Okay, like? Uh, there's one called Debellus Antiquiatus, which is a game from the last that's it's on its third edition which was published in 2014 but the first edition was published in 1990 <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's some battletech status right there it, well i do have battletech i just did, i did their kickstarter <laughs> let's go um and i've been playing battletech uh just after it had changed from battle droids to battletech okay wow which i so i so i prefer the uh third succession war era like somewhat into the clans but after that i'm not a big fan because it just goes goes the weapons just go ham and it just gets kind of crazy after that okay so i prefer the the succession wars uh, period of battletech where you actually had to worry about your heat sinks and your heat yeah that was fun that was fun i really like the damage aspect in uh yeah. battletech as well I haven't really tried Alpha Strike too much, but I, I hear good things about it. And right now, it, it appears BattleTech's in, in the middle of a resurgence. So, yeah. Well, what do you what do you think if what if Games Workshop sells like dry erase cards for tanks and tanks get the same kind of battle <laughs> damage that BattleTech does? You're huh? gonna what do you think add, you're gonna do, Titanicus exists, man. Yeah, Titanicus <laughs> already exists. That's it's a pretty fun for. game. <laughs> All right, I was I was giving a shot, you know. You know? 
dude, I played <laughs> I played Starfleet Commander too, so that's. <laughs> oh man, um, I think my Did friend just got into that. I used to play Gothic. I'm hoping for that to come back. Allegedly, I played yeah, Dropfleet yeah, Commander. Allegedly, Dropfleet Com- Commander. Commander that's good. that's what he's getting into. That's the game he's getting into. That's a good successor. Uh, I haven't played that one in a while, but um, I played that one when it first came out. Um, okay. There's there's a lot. I play. Uh, I have models for uh, Blood and Plunder, and then okay, there are different yeah, game yeah. systems, which includes uh, Victorian era, World War One. Um. I, I just have a bunch of, of historical games, past and present. And I even have one coming out. So that's how much I play historical games. So, I mean, how hey, about you, you Giacomo? You a big we... fan of Warlord games then. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Giacomo, what other games do you do you play on the regular? We don't talk about this too often. Uh, well, besides playing Kill Team a lot, I play a lot of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm a big fan of the comic book games. I really enjoyed Hero Clicks when that was around, but... It ultimately didn't really. St- I, I'm sure it's still around. I just don't see it anymore. Yeah, so, uh, I think Mage probably, probably in the around. Midwest. Yeah, Mage Knight. Dude, Ooh, Mage Knights. Yo, I remember playing that in the early days. Yeah, that <laughs> game. And then I played Horror Clicks too. That game didn't do very hot. No, um, no, it's not. It's not very hot. But besides <laughs> nowadays, um, I'm still playing Age of Sigmar. I try to play Legion when I can. Star Wars Legion, but it's rare because the main friend that I played with, he moved to Arizona. Um, he went by Hollywood Wargaming on YouTube before he decided to just kind of be like, well, no one plays, so I'm going to stop. And uh, that's, that's a sad day. But that's about it. That's all I've been playing right now. All right. Um, I play mostly Kill Team. Uh, I also like to play D&D. Is another one of my big favorite pastimes. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into Shatterpoint when it comes out. Yeah. And I'm looking into getting more and more into Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah, play, already... play with your Asgardians already. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I got to paint them up. I don't want to play with uh, unpainted, uh, unpainted can't, Thor. Can't play with the gray, you know, I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I probably those are my, my particular games. And then I have a ton, a ton of a song of ice and fire models sitting on my shelf mm. that's been there since the Kickstarter. <laughs> and I want to uh, play I've that. Seen, you know, <laughs> uh, I've kind of come around to them. I'm I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah, so those are hopefully my goals for, uh, and hopefully 10th edition, you know, bring us back, and boarding action, come back into 40K. Right. Yeah. Take easy steps. We'll start, start with the boarding action. And yeah. uh, I look forward to your terrain <laughs> coming out so that I can get some MDF style and make my own boarding action ship on the inside. Yeah, some, something slightly different than what GW offers. Yeah, you know, it's a unique experience. It's It's cool. And you can, uh, you'll be able to see that for pre-order on Etsy on the 11th okay. in two days. Or I guess this episode's releasing on Tuesday, so it would be tomorrow. And uh, yeah, that should be pretty cool, pretty exciting. It's going to start, they're going to start shipping in uh, February. So if anyone wants to get them for cheaper as a pre-order, then uh, check it out. Yeah, and you can find some images about that at squad underscores games underscores entertainment on Instagram. Absolutely. Or on Lester's Workshop on Instagram as well. More stuff in the show notes. You'll catch all that stuff and uh, and all our guest stuff as well. And, uh, Adam, thank you for coming on, brother. I appreciate you as always. Thank you for always. coming on. Squad games for a million more years. thousand more years. <laughs> Who knows? Until next time, guys. Ciao. Peace.